Welcome to Wisco Dice. Hey, yo, folks, I'm your host, the Conzie with the Most, and I am joined by these other fabulous, wonderful, brilliant-minded people on this beautiful July day. What is going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's Justin here, the Maples champion, ready to uh, talk a little about Gen Con this year. Excellent. And we also have my wonderful wife, the one, the only. What's going on, Suzanne? Hey there, not much going on. Just getting really excited for Gen Con coming up. You love how I changed up the intros here for this uh, not normal release of the show. We have a little bit smaller uh, group of hosts, but we're all super excited. And that's right, we're here on episode 95 of the Wisco Dice Tabletop Gaming Podcast. Today is July 13th, 2022. And just like we've kind of already talked about, we are going to talk about Gen Con Preview this episode, 2022. Woo. This is our first Gen Con, Gen Con Preview show, I think. I don't know. Maybe we did one previously. I know we've talked about it in the past, but never really dedicated a full show to it. I don't think. I could stand to be corrected. Oh, uh, I anyways, think we just talked about it. Yeah. And on an episode, on a regular episode. For those of you who do not know what Gen Con is or have never heard of this thing, I'm not sure what rock you've been hiding under, but uh, <laughs> there's definitely uh, Gen Con is a tabletop gaming convention held annually in Indianapolis here in the United States. Gen Con started originally in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, so right here in the Wisco Dice State back in 1968. But since then, it's moved, bounced around a little bit. It went to Milwaukee. Now it's uh, in its home, current home of Indianapolis, Indiana. Each year, basically exhibitors, artists, gamers, and all sorts of folks uh, from around the world go to the show to preview games, launch new titles, check out what's new in basically tabletop gaming. Whether you're into role-playing games, miniature games, board games, anime, cosplay, whatever other crazy gaming or nerddom, it's probably represented in some form at Gen Con. Best of all, this year for 2022, Suzanne and I are going to be in attendance at Gen Con 2022. Of course, we'll have all the fabulous stickers for the podcast, as well as likely doing some open gaming at some point during the convention, so say, stay tuned to our social media feeds for when and where if you'd like to hang out and play with us at this year's event. That said, let's dive into some of the games that we're excited to try or demo while we're at the show. All right, so there are some games that uh, Konzi and I have signed up and gotten tickets to play that we're for sure going to be at, hopefully. One of the things I have discovered I love doing but Gen Con is uh, trying out new games and seeing what's coming. And first exposure playtesting is a great way to do that. So we get to meet game designers, see what they're creating, talking to other gamers about what we like about games, what improvements we can have. So I was fortunate enough to get three <laughs> tickets to, or three different playtest times for that. So that is one thing I'm really stoked about being able to do. Uh, this year is, you know, spend a, a good amount of time in there and um, talk about these games that are in development. 
Uh, we Another game that we are excited to play, I think both Konzi and I are, is Atlantis Rising. This is a cooperative worker placement game. I, I will say it's always a bit of a fresh challenge, I find, to play cooperative games with people you don't really know to try and learn their strengths and how they operate with games. But we love playing co-op games at home, uh, the two of us. And so I'd really like to see how, I'm really interested to see how this one is. And uh, hopefully it's a good addition to our co-op game library. Well, I think I heard that Justin picked this up recently, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I did just buy this. It is, uh, it is on my shelf of shame right now in shrink. So maybe I'll just wait until you guys get back and you can teach me how to play. <laughs> <laughs> that we definitely can do. That would be fun to do. And then another game we are going to be uh, playing there is Rescuing Robin Hood. We did back the Kickstarter. What kind of game is that? Oh, it's been a it's been a few months since we played it, but it's a it's cards, and you have a tableau, and you are trying to rescue the Merry Men as you go through it and defeat um, the guards, and then. At the end, if you get through rescuing a certain number of the Merry Men, then you can try your hand at res- rescuing uh, Robin Hood and May Marion from the castle. So that is a very poor description of it, I think, unfortunately. It is a fun game, and it's got some unique artwork on it that's uh, very cartoonish, um, very family-friendly that way. And it is a uh, cooperative game also, so mm. that... You know, that is definitely nice. I think so. Those are some of the games that we're going to be playing at Gen Con, but there's other things besides games that we like to do there. Conzie, do you want to talk through some of the other events and activities we're hoping to participate in? Sure. So, the Gamers Live, which is uh, a show that's put on by this group, the, they, have, they, they did a few movies um, and, and other. YouTube series and like the couple of big, big productions that the gamers have put on is are things like the movie Darkness Rising, which is this really cool movie where there's a D and D game that the players are playing during the game, and it kind of at when they're playing the D and D game, they'll jump into uh, kind of the role played version of their characters as they imagine them in the game world. Uh, and then, uh, but then they'll jump out of those gaming sessions, and you have a lot of the shenanigans that happens when you kind of imagine a D and D group, particularly one where uh, one of the members of the group is the girlfriend of one of the uh, members and is being brought into the game and has um, many different ideas about how to play D and D or how to create a character from the standard stereotypes. So lots of shenanigans pursue, happen in that movie. It's great. Uh, Journey Quest, another brilliant YouTube series as far as, far as I'm concerned, which goes into uh, kind of the more of a in-the-game-world kind of follow-through, this really silly, ridiculous fantasy world and exploration of that as this small heroic party overcomes things without actually really having any no know-how or direction so but this is uh the gamers live is is kind of all of that silliness but it's done in more of an improv kind of way so they have like obviously some idea maybe what's going to happen or how it's lined up or what they're going to tell for a story but it's very improv on the stage very interactive with the audience it's tons of laughs uh so we 
Um, this is our second time going. So the first time, uh, Suzanne, who had never seen any of these things or, you know, the movie or or that or really was into roleplay much or any kind of Dungeons & Dragons stuff, we, we went uh, and I said, trust me, trust me, this will be good. And then she went and got us tickets for this year. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, you can't can't go to Gen Con without mentioning the food carts uh, and the beer area. Those are one of my favorite things about the convention is walking down, uh, I can't remember the name of the street, but walking down there with all of the food carts everywhere and then the beer garden in the center. Always the special limited beer that they come out with every year for Gen Con and, and just all the people and the crowd and everybody talking whatever they've been seeing at the show. So it's, that's always a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see how many tasty things we can find, like a lobster roll or something awesome. Like it was like probably my favorite thing we found to eat last year at a food cart. So lots of fun things we can do at Gen Con. Those are just a couple of the events that we're going to be participating in. What are we shopping for while we're there? I haven't even really, other than board, other than potential board game purchases, I really haven't done any uh, research into what I want to buy this year. So. Clearly, somebody else has put some thoughts into that. I will say, I love going through the vendor hall. I am not a big shopper, but it's just like, yeah, you've got the game section, but then you've got this magnificent giant art show that's a lot of it's fantasy based that you're not going to see in other places. All of these artists together with all these different types of media in Madison. We are very fortunate to have an outdoor large art fair for one weekend a year, and that's great, but it's not the same. This has got, you know, if you want stuff for your game room, or if you want something like specialized fantasy dragons, or just otherworldly, this is the place to go. We had a really cool dragon print last year. I'm hoping to find some other artwork now that our gaming space has expanded. We have blank walls. I would like stuff for that. Found some handmade pottery last year that we used as a pencil holder. I'd like to find something to go along with that. So, you know, those type of things are what I'm shopping for. Uh, if there's anything else that anyone has suggestions of stuff I should look for, hey, <laughs> send us a message because I will definitely check it out. So that's what I'm kind of hunting for. All I know is uh, our wallets will be abused quite a bit that uh, that weekend, so <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so that kind of gets us to what we're doing at Gen Con. We're going to go ahead and take a really quick break here, have a, a little word from our sponsor, and then when we come back, we're going to dive into all of the games we are hyper excited for and anticipating this year at Gen Con. Hey folks, this is the Conzie of the Most. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about Misty Mountain Games here in Madison, Wisconsin, where you can find CCGs, RPGs, board games, minis, paint and hobby supplies for your all of your tabletop gaming experience and needs. If you can't find it online, give them a phone call or swing on by their brick-and-mortar store uh, here on the east side of Madison. Don't worry, that is MistyMountainGames.com. Check them out today. 
All right, and we're back. We have poured through the geek list on Board Game Geek of the board games that are releasing at Gen Con or at least being there for demo to find the ones that we are most excited for. And Justin, we haven't heard much from you yet, so why don't you kick this off and let us know about a game that you are really excited for this year uh, that's coming out of Gen Con 2022. Yep, thanks, Ben. And I should say, unfortunately, I won't be attending Gen Con this year. So these are some these are things that are either going to be at Gen Con or coming out of Gen Con. I am excited about. You guys will have to check them out for me <laughs> since I'm not going to be able to <laughs> attend this year. So my my first one is a game called Septima. And this is from uh, Mind Clash Games. And if you are in the board game space, you probably have heard about this one. It's a huge Kickstarter that just ended here in the beginning of July. This is a beautiful game from, from Mind Clash, who always does an excellent job. I'm a big fan of Anachrony, one of their other games. Uh, and this is a, a witch-themed game where you're leading a coven of witches to try to help the townsfolk while at the same time evading these witch hunters that are constantly after you and trying to get the witches that the townsfolk put on trial, out of trial, and hopefully into your coven. And it is said to be Mind Clash's most accessible game to date. So, uh, you know, a lot of their games tend to be pretty heavy. It's got beautiful art. Um, this this also is one I backed on Kickstarter uh, as well. So definitely excited for this one. So that is a game that is on my list also. So we will definitely <laughs> be taking yeah. a look at it there. I don't remember if we ended up backing it on Kickstarter also or not. Lindsay, did we? I feel no? like I know I didn't. didn't, but yeah. Yeah, I think we didn't. So... But that's all right, because Justin will have a copy, and we'll just invite ourselves over to play it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've backed everything else on Kickstarter, but no, this one slipped through the cracks. <laughs> one game that was also on Kickstarter that I completely missed backing, but I was just, I was a little bit too indecided if between that one and some other at the time, is Steam Up, A Feast of Dim Sum. Uh, so this one, I want to see what it actually looks like now. You know, you have these cute little <laughs> dim sum baskets with the food in them, and it rotates around, and you get to pick some out to uh, match patterns and stuff. So, oh, the, the the dim sum baskets are actually a component in the game. Yes. Wow, that's yep. cool. Yeah. So it was really intriguing, and after the Kickstarter ended, and then I got to see more and more about how they were developing this. Uh, I just got even more interested, so I'm also kind of hoping that there's a way to, if it looks really as cool as it seems, um, <laughs> to maybe buy that uh, at Gen Con. So that is one of my games, is a Steam Up, a Feast of Dim Sum. And just really quick, what booth are you going to be able to find oh. that game at? Oh, my apologies. It's the ha it's with Hot Banana Games in booth 2228. And what game, uh, what booth was your game in, Justin? Uh, Mind Clash is at booth uh, 2319. 2319. Right, so yep. We'll get our acts together here and make sure we list that off going forward. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my first game I wanted to mention was Stifling Dark. 
This is a horror hidden movement board game of one versus many for three to five players. If you've played other hidden movement games, uh, basically one player, typically the the player that everybody's playing against, is completely hidden from the other players. They have some tracking mechanism for tracking where they're exactly at when it's their turn, and they can do some various things. Uh, and this game is being basically advertised as that kind of hidden movement, one versus many, where you know the investigate they call them investigators, but basically, I kind of imagine this as uh, the box art is a picture of somebody with a flashlight running through the woods. So I kind of imagine like everybody's in a deep dark woods or something like that, and you're trying to get out, trying to find you know you're the invest you're just trying to find your way out, while the adversary is trying to hunt down hunt you down and prevent you over the course of the game. Those kind of games are really intriguing. I'm really interested. This game is only available for demo at Gen Con, so it's uh, slotted for a 2023 release. I'm guessing they're probably going to do a Kickstarter or something, but it's going to be at the Sophisticated Cerberus Games booth at 3062, so definitely one worthwhile to check out. Okay, my second game is called Oak. And this is from Game Brewer, who is at Booth 362. Along the same lines as Septima, it has some just awesome looking artwork and components. You know, it's got silkscreen printed meeples and it has these little robes and satchels that you can like put on top of the meeples to, I guess, change sort of their their abilities. I don't know. It looks really awesome. Um, it's you know worker placement set collection all the stuff that i usually like in a game with uh this cool druid theme and uh great looking components so oak so i will say that one was on my list and then i uh took it off for some reason but i think it's got to get added back on kind of going along with you know some interesting themes this is not druid based but factory 42 is on my list. This is by Dragon Dawn Productions. And for some reason, I could not find their booth number listed. It was just blank. So I'm going to keep a watch on that to figure out where they're at. But in this, you have some dwarves that are in a steampunk setting. So, hey, fantasy and even more fantasy with a steampunk theme, which I love. Uh, and then you using worker placement and there's a Q tower resource management component to it. So it's got, a, you know, a nice combined theme that I like and uh, some favorite mechanics. And I just was like, you know what? This sounds interesting. I need to check out Factory 42 by Dragon Dawn Productions. It looks like uh, from the BGG listing, you can find them at the Envoy HQ in Hall D. Ah, maybe it got updated since I last looked at it. Thank you. I'd like to mention Wormholes from AEG, another game for one to five players. So this is a game, the next probably, potentially, hopefully, I'm sure, uh, Peter McPherson, who's the designer who uh, designed another game that we really like called Tiny Towns. This seems like it's a little more in in-depth game but it's uh gameplay says it's 45 to 60 minutes so still a, a lighter faster game it's set to be a, a kind of a sci-fi game where a new technology has been invented wormholes that allow ships to warp from one point to another so 
You're going to basically use your ships to collect passengers from planets and then get them destinations they want to go to. And it'd be very interesting how this kind of works as a pickup and delivery game. But I've always wanted to like a pickup and delivery game, but I always, most of them are so long and you end up doing this like tedious travel to points and whatnot. So this seems like since it's compact in that 45 to 60 minute playtime, that maybe they he's uh, McPherson's found a lighter way and a clever way to make it work while still getting getting things done quickly. So you're not stuck in the slog of a board game where most of your turns are just hey I move three spaces on the board and that's it. Hope nothing bad happens to me, kind of thing. Looking at you, Firefly the board game, and I know that's going to be controversial, but uh, <laughs> that was a game that got got called out of the collection because too many turns were exactly that. Mm. But anyways, uh, that game is going to be found at the AEG booth, which is at 801 in the Exhibition Hall. So make sure you check out Wormholes if you're at the con. My next one uh, was a Kickstarter that I got close to backing, but ended up passing on for some reason or another. But this is uh, Circadian's Chaos Order by Garfield Games, who's at booth 2309. Garfield has, I mean, they made a ton of great games. They made the Raiders of the North Sea Saga. They made the Architects of the West Kingdom. And those three games, the West Kingdom Saga, they've got another one coming out. But uh, this is sort of an offshoot in a different universe, the Circadian's universe. Uh, The first game was called Circadian's First Light, uh, which is a game I really like. I'm interested to see this is more of a area control and combat game from them. Yeah, it looks cool. I like this sort of sci-fi theme and yeah, like the look of it. So I'm also excited for that one to come out. One other one on my list is Carnegie by Pegasus Feel, and they're in booth 2635. This is one that's out on BGA right now for those of you who play on there. Um, I've been trying, and it's really popular there. I've been trying to play it and trying to figure my way through it. Um, It looks really cool. It seems like there's a lot to it uh, that I want to explore. So I really want to see what it looks like in real life, uh, how the components are and everything. It's an economic game with industry, and usually economic games are not my favorites, but this one's very intriguing to me. And you're just trying to become an influential entrepreneur most influential entrepreneur and benefactor of your heir. So you're like giving donations, you're hiring people, you're make you're spreading your companies across the US. So it just seems very intriguing to me. Yeah, that's I think available quite all over the place and I think everybody seem that I know seems to have a copy of it, but I haven't seen it come to the table yet. So very popular on BGA, was uh, very well play-tested. I think that game is going to be a hot one, but maybe not the hotness at Gen Con since it's already uh, somewhat available. Diving into my next one, I'm going to talk about Planet Unknown, which we've talked about on the show before and is had been released and shipped to Kickstarter backers. I'm not sure how available, if at all, it is in stores right now. I certainly haven't seen it here locally here in Madison, Wisconsin, but it's totally worth checking out. It'll be at Adam's Apples Games at booth 1930. We talked about this game 
and did a full review of this game back on episode 93. So I won't dive into it too much here, just to say that it is a a very cool tile-laying game with a bunch of different options for you to kind of throw in to be able to explore and change up the game, whether you want to play with alternate planet maps or whether you want to play with asymmetric player powers or you want to throw in some objective rules. There's a lot of different options so that you can just kind of change up the gameplay and, and play it whatever style fits your your style the best. So really cool game, some neat mechanics. Like I said, check it out in our episode 93 review of Planet Unknown from Adam Zappel's game at booth 1930. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good game. My next one is a smaller game. It looks to be a smaller game. It's called Evergreen. This is from Horrible Guild uh, at booth 166. It's a game where you kind of build a ecosystem by planting seeds and trees and has some cool looking card artwork and interesting player boards. Uh, I don't know a ton about it. It just looks really neat. Uh, caught my eye. And yeah, I'm excited to see this one. You guys should take a peek at it if you go by that booth. I think we can manage that. So <laughs> we have to walk past pretty much everything there in the vendor hall. I think it's a requirement. So uh, speaking of another game that just looks really cool to me is Tenpenny Parks. So this is by Thunderworks Games, and they're at booth 2806. And what caught my eye is that the artwork on the outside of the box Reminds me of a computer game I used to play ages ago called Roller Coaster Tycoon, where you got to build a theme park. And those video games where computer, it wasn't really a video game, it was computer games at the time, where you are building a theme park or a city or anything like that, I really enjoyed. And so I'm very intrigued to see how they translated you know, that type of idea into a game. I know some other places, other companies have done that and, you know, with varying degrees of success, but I've got high hopes for this one just because the artwork on the outside of the box looks cool. And it's also from local game designer or game company Thunderworks based here in Madison, yes. right? Yes. Yep, it definitely is. We have a lot of their games too, so. Yes, one of the few we don't actually Always. own right now. <laughs> Well, it just came out in April, so that's okay. It's only been out for a few months. If it teases us well at Gen Con, it very well be may get picked up when we stop by Misty Mountain Games the next time to after Gen Con and just bring it home with us. Yes, I'm, I would not be opposed to that. So I'm going to talk about my next game, which is Starship Captains from... CGE, who will not be in the main room, they actually have their suite of rooms, 235 through 239 on the second floor, basically across from the exhibition hall, where they'll be doing all sorts of demos and have their booth set up, which means you have a little bit slightly longer hours to probably go in there and purchase games, because they'll have that open, I think, earlier and later than the exhibition hall will be available. Starship Captains is... um, I think the art's maybe a little cartoony here, but what it promises is that it is almost a Star Trek-like 
experience and gameplay, but it's going to be, they're promising it as a Euro style game, which is intriguing. You're going to be basically, it sounds like you're going to be basically uh, managing uh, some kind of action selection and engine building. So maybe a tableau of cards or some other things. I see cards in the pictures of what they show on, on board game geek. So I'm really interested and intrigued on how this game is actually going to play and, and uh, be set up. So uh, that's something I'm really curious to see. And if it's, if the gameplay is good and makes up for the art that I don't necessarily care for as much, although I, if that's your art style, more power to you. That'll be awesome. It is slotted for only a demo here at uh, Gen Con this year, so they're saying it's going to come out some point in Q4, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is an actual Essen release for when people can first get their hands on it, but uh, it'll be exciting to check it out and see what that game's about. Again, that's from Starship Captains from Chex Games Edition, or CGE, in rooms 235 through 239 on the second floor across from the Exhibition Hall. I totally missed this game. This looks cool. You've got like little starship shaped player boards. It looks like, man. Oh man, this I, I should have put this on my list. This looks awesome. <laughs> this is the best part of these kind of shows. Is like I never looked at. I did. I was the last one to put my list together for this. <laughs> I was a slacker, but I never looked at either of your lists before I was putting mine together. I just went through the board game geek list which we'll have on the on the episode release post. So if you want a full list of all the games that are uh, expected to be released and what booths are at, you can go to this link and take, it'll take you right to Board Game Geek where you can find them all. I just went through and I selected the ones I was interested in and then sat down and went, man, I, how did I miss that one? How did I miss that one when I was looking at yours and Suzanne's lists? <laughs> so anyways, what, do you, what else do you have to tell us about, Justin? Yeah, my next one uh, is called It's a Wonderful Kingdom. And this is a sequel to the game It's a Wonderful World, which is an engine building card drafting kind of game um, from Lucky Duck Games. Uh, this also from Lucky Duck Games in booth 15157. I like It's a Wonderful World a lot. I had a lot of fun playing it with my wife, just two players. So I figure, hey, a, a, a dedicated two player version, which is what It's a Wonderful Kingdom is, could be great. We still want to actually play It's a Wonderful World, right? That's the other one. Yep. It just has not come together where you brought it and we were able to get it to the table at the same day. I thought you guys but, had uh, that game. Maybe not. Nope. We were thinking about buying it, but then you said you had it. And then we were <laughs> like, okay, we'll work that in. And you brought it. I know you even brought it to yeah. a game day or two. And it just never seemed to have the magic happen where it would hit the table where Suzanne and or I myself were able to sit down and actually play it. Got a high player count too. Like it, I think it's six or maybe even seven. I should definitely get that out. Anyways. <laughs> so many games. Yeah. So little yeah. time. We we definitely need to get that out one of these days because otherwise I'm just going to grab it off the shelf and end up buying <laughs> it. Because every time we go into a game store and I see it, I pull it off the shelf and look at it. So Our new Misty Mountain games. <laughs> I know that's usually where I see it. So, okay. So for me, I have Terracotta Army is my next one by Board and Dice. And this is in booth 2535. So Terracotta Army, again, kind of my theme with these is ones that had cool box art or cool names that really intrigued me. 
But then once I started looking into this, I got intrigued even more. It is, I call it, it sounds like it's semi-cooperative because you are playing with everyone else to build this army of these terracotta figures. But then at the end of the game, at the end of five rounds, there is only one winner. So while you're working with everyone else, someone else still comes out on top. So I'm just very curious to see it and see how it plays. And it might be a fun addition. And it looks like it's supposed to release in August of 2022. So, you know, it should be a brand new game coming out of Gen Con, hopefully. Yeah, I this one almost made my list. My biggest hidden secret, but I am a huge board and dice fanboy at this point. Uh, whether it's any of the old T games or Origins uh, First Builders, which I really want to play, I haven't gotten a chance to play it, but that's on my on my short list of things that I need to make Justin bring and and <laughs> play because I know you have a copy. I'll dive right into my. I have a couple of games from Board and Dice, and since my list is really long, I'll just jump th- jumble these two right in. So first off, it's uh, one of the only expansions on this list, which is the expansion for uh, Tomonitsuyu, and I'm pretty sure I just killed that that name of that famous uh, location, but it's the expansion for that game called The Golden Age, and what this is, uh, this will just add, uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to add a lot to the game, but it basically is going to add a bunch of alternate modes including you know, some things that will allow you to basically change up the game board in some, in some various ways, like changing up the temple track somewhat, new building types, new workers, passive buildings. So basically kind of a modular expansion effectively that allows you to kind of change up the gameplay and let you get a ton of replayability out of this already really intriguing and quite complex crunchy euro style game which is uh, one that i desperately need to get to the table more often but uh yeah it's good founders of tiawatacon is also uh, going to be there uh, both of those games are for sale and again they're from board and dice which is at booth 2535 founders of tiawatacon is its own standalone game uh, our standalone game, it's uh, their Tiawatakan City of the Gods is the uh, game that it's related to, but this is kind of, this game game is kind of a precursor to it. It's not a true, uh, what people consider the T game, which are basically all designed by the same designer and all named with names that start with the first letter T. This is kind of going to take you back to before... Tiwatakan was started, and your game over the gameplay, you're basically going to the des- creating the design for the city that will then get played, <laughs> that you then construct in T- uh, Tiwatakan City of the Gods. So that's going to be interesting. The only other thing I'm really hopeful for at the Board and Dice booth, because again, huge fanboy, is Tabanusi. I think that's how it's pronounced, which is uh, released at Essen last year. Tabanusi Builders of Ur. This is from designers David David Spada and Daniel Tassini, and is the next in the, I believe, the series of T games. It's really got me intrigued. I really want to get this in our collection so I can actually play it. 
and I've been wanting it since last year Gen Con and have not gotten a chance to see it or in person or a chance to buy it. So I'm hopeful that Board and Dice have copies of it available for sale because I haven't even seen it available at any of my normal board game stores or Noble Knight Games or Misty Mountain or anything locally to be able to go snag a copy. And I wants it. <laughs> so I think I think that's our full preview of everything at Board and Dice. And hey, <laughs> if you're listening from Board and Dice, uh, you know, we are happy at Wisco Dice to take a slight sponsorship for a copy of Tabanusi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's next, Justin? Yeah, my next one is called Sky Mines. And this is published by Pegasus Spiele. I don't know, German pronunciation, I did my best. Uh, that's a booth 2635. Um, and this is a game by Alexander Pfister, who I have just started really getting into a lot of his games. He is the designer of Great Western Trail, a, a really cool Euro game, Maracaibo, a couple of other ones that are just big, big name, cool games. Yeah, so it, this is a, a space-themed one from him, which is awesome. I, I love that. He's got a you know a sci-fi or space theme game. I guess it's a re-implementation of Mombasa, which I have not played, but I like a space theme better anyway. So, yeah, I'll definitely check out anything by uh, Alexander Pfister. I can't believe this is one I saw your list and went, "How did I just miss this one flat out when I was going through the <laughs> list?" But yeah, I'm definitely excited to see this. Great Western Trail doesn't capture me from a theme-wise, but I know everybody raves about it, so I really need to make myself try that game. Mari Kaibo, though, I cannot say enough for that game is awesome. So following along on the space theme, I am wanting to check out Space Station Phoenix by Rio Grande Games, and they are in booth 829. And this is a reverse engine-building game, I guess you'd call it. You have all these ships and it's they create this great engine that you have to um build a space station and then you're trying to build it from parts of these space ships so as the game progresses you are dismantling your ships and dismantling your engine uh so you still have to figure out how to maximize everything to build the best space station so with that, since I'm clearly, my brain is going with all these different games I've been talking about. Ponzi, you have anything else on your list? Oh, I still have plenty. <laughs> so next up for me, because I needed, I needed this style of game in my life, is Phantom Inc. from publisher uh, Resonim. And they're in booth 1913. This is a smaller publisher. I've never heard of them before. Apparently, they basically took over what was Mary Flanagan LLC, which has a few titles I've also never heard of. This game had me intrigued. And so this is, it's kind of a party game. What you're going to do is take uh, divide players uh, into a sun team and a moon team, and each have... Uh, one spirit player and up to three medium players. Kind of similar to code names in that respect, where you have the two uh, people who are giving clues and then everybody else that forms teams. Well, it's kind of the same mechanic uh, here for that, but it's I feel like it's kind of cross between code names and Mysterium in ways. 
because the spirit kind of kind of acts like the ghost a bit in Mysterium. So the mediums on the team will share a hand of seven question cards. That's the, what they have. And then the, the spirits begin the game by choosing one of five objects on a card that's secret. And then on turns, the mediums pass two question cards to their spirit. So the medium players being the group of the group of up to three players will pick a, you know, they have these two cards that they basically draw and they pick one of them. They're going to hand them to the spirit and the spirit on their team will go, okay. And start writing down one letter at a time, the answer to one of the two clue cards that basically, basically these cards are clues, clue questions that the spirit needs to answer that pertain to the secret object on the card. And so you write out one letter at a time. So maybe maybe one of the clues is the one of one of the questions is what color is it? And so they could write down the letter Y for yellow, maybe it'd be the first letter they write down. And and then uh, that team goes, Stop, stop, don't give me any more. We got it, we got it. We know what you're you're giving us for a clue. Because you don't want to give away your team doesn't want to give away too much information if they can help it to the other team, because it's whichever team guesses that secret objective first scores the round and wins that round over a series of rounds or whatever, I'm sure is what you do to win. You have to win so many to, to win the game or whatever for your team. So it's a kind of really interesting um, kind of guessing game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's, it's minimum four players. I think you're probably going to be a sweet spot when you get that six to eight players is probably where it's going to be. It shine the most, shine the best, just like Codenames does. But I can see this being a really good. Hey, everybody showed up for board game night. Let's hey, let's do a couple of quick rounds like of this fast, just like we used to do for Codenames, and then everybody went and played board games. So that that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's I think it's really a really cool concept. It mixes a couple of what I kind of imagine is a couple of my favorite games into one game. So that's Phantom Inc. by uh, Resonim, who you will be able to find in booth 1913. It's probably not going to be a very big booth, so don't blink as you pass it. Uh, make sure you stop by this one. That sounds really cool. My next one from a big designer uh, instead of a small designer. Uh, this is Clank Catacombs. We all know Clank. We love Clank. We've we've played it in various iterations. So let's let's get one more in there. The unique thing about Clank Catacombs is it's Clank, but you build the dungeon that you're that you're delving into with tiles. I have a fondness for tile laying games, and I think Clank with tiles could be pretty cool. Um, so this is Direwolf slash Renegade. I think they're collaborating, uh, but that's booth two twenty five forty five. Yeah, I love Clank. I'll play some more Clank. No problem. <laughs> yeah, this, I think this is what might bring me back to regular, normal Clank. Clank in space has been superior yeah. in every way. And we did do Clank Legacy, and that was a lot of fun. But it did start to feel a little samey. That's my my issue with Clank, is it does normal fantasy version Clank, is it does feel a little samey. The idea that you're going to be placing tiles... And you have that kind of control over the dungeon, but somebody might, like, if you're kind of going where another player is and they're placing tiles that might just screw you completely up, that 
that yeah. really does get me excited for this. That's that's actually I did not realize it. I just saw oh, it's another Clank expansion and went right on by it. I'm glad you glad you snaked that one out. I, I, I had the same feeling until I read a little bit and like, oh no, it's it's they're doing some different mechanics. So yeah, that that sold me as well. <laughs> you got some more, Suzanne? Yeah. No, I am actually out. I pared down my list quite a bit, I guess. So just to make sure there was more time for Conzie to go through his <laughs> mile-long list of games. That, that's what it yeah. was. We're more than halfway done with my mile-long list. Halfway. I got one left. Um, so, yeah, I will... Uh, Northgard Uncharted Lands. So Northgard Uncharted Lands from Studio H. It is going to be in booth 2109. The Hachette board games booth. So they probably uh, teamed up with Hachette to cover the cost of a booth, uh, so they could have their game there. Uh, Northgard Uncharted Lands is 4x exploration game, conquest and explorations, but it's and it's Viking themed. And what I've played a lot of these types of 4x games where you're discovering the board and and basically collecting tiles and putting them on the board and then having conquering and having to try to fend off the other players and whatnot. But they're all sci-fi. They're all games like Eclipse, Twilight Imperium. So this one being themed around Vikings and you kind of play over the seasons and it just seems like it's different. That intrigues me, so I want to check this out and see what it's see what it's actually like. Who knows if I, I might, it might be something I have to throw into the uh, old uh, credit card bill and and worry about uh, bringing it home and where I'm going to stash it in the car so I can haul it home. I'm not sure yet, though. I need to see I need to see a little bit more about this game, but it's uh it's got me intrigued, and that is Northgard Uncharted Lands. From Studio H and booth 2109. That's the Hachette Board Games booth. I should have put this one on my list. So this is uh, one of the thing about this game. It, it, it's based on a video game, uh, a strategy 4X video game, which is really good. I would be really interested to see how they've kind of taken some of the mechanics and put it in the board game. One of the One of the cool things is you get to be a specific tribe of of vikings and they have sort of different powers so like if you're like the deer tribe you're really good at uh you can be more speedy and your scouts are really good or stuff like that so i imagine that'll that'll get into the game yeah this this does look cool so i'm just going to mention another game that's in the same booth since i have a whole pile of games to get through yet Uh, and that is acropolis from gigam Gigamic, I think, is how that company's or uh, that, that publisher's pronounced. But again, this is in booth 2109, the Hachette Board Games booth. So all these guys have probably gotten together and and decided to uh, try to team up to get their games uh, at Gen Con. Uh, great way to do it. Acropolis. This looks like it's a, a tiling game where uh, it's intriguing. So there's 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 some kind of resource management with some of your tiles are going to be quarries from what I can tell. And quarries are going to produce stone, which you then can use to basically somehow be able to add purchase tiles. And 
and the one thing that's unique with this tile layer that I see that you don't see in a lot of other tile layers is that instead of just being able to sprawl your tiles out into this vast thing, that you're actually going to be able to, within the mechanics, stack your tiles on top of tiles that you've already laid before, and that that's one of the mechanics that's going to be uh, very important for you to do, because as you build your higher levels of these tiles, that's uh, which it's going to increase the value of your districts, and which then apparently is going to be key for winning the games, but I I haven't really looked at how the rules work or or anything. I just kind of am intrigued by this a bit. I do love tiling games. Um, I always I like they're always so tactile, and you feel like you're doing something with your hands, which is always fun. And it doesn't seem like we get enough tiling games to the table f- enough. But uh, this one's got me intrigued. I'm very interested to try it out and and uh, see what it's about. Well, I've got one left, and I, I've been looking through the list too to see if I can. Had <laughs> a couple more, but my last one is called Blazon. I put this on here at the last minute. I, I dug into it a little bit. It's actually the top one on the list right now because it's from 25th Century Games, and they are at booth 1457. This is a heraldry building game. In the game, you actually build the heraldic symbol of I don't know your 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 clan or your group. And so it's like the the symbols and colors and shapes that go on your shield to represent, you know, your faction or whatever. It has these big shield-shaped player boards, which you put tiles on. It has some cool-looking wooden creatures, you know, like heraldic devices, like, you know, a a lion reared up, which is called a lion rampant or something like that. That, That's the heraldic term, right? Just love the idea. love the concept of this. And it looks like it has some really cool components. This one I'm excited for. Almost hit my list, but I had to pare it down somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah. but 25th Century Games—they make some good games. So, I definitely that's uh, somewhere in the area of something that Suzanne and I will probably end up looking at at least for a little bit. So, this is one I'm very surprised didn't hit your list, Justin, uh, and that is Parks Wildlife, the expansion, uh, another expansion to the amazing game of Parks from Keymaster Games. This is a game that you actually introduced to me, but uh, it'll be in booth 2013, 2013. It's the Keymaster Games booth. And what this promises is to prepare or add more animals into the game. So I'm not sure what that means mechanically. They don't provide a lot of details or images here for for us to get a full feel for what's going to come in uh, come in the box or how it's going to change the game, but I'm really excited for another expansion to Parks. It's one of our more favorite games when we're playing with three or four people. It's okay as a two-player, but I I think it'll it shines when you get three or four at least on the table playing it, and and it's God the components are so good yeah. just in base Parks that all the different meeple tokens or in the storage you know the storage trays and everything it's such a such a really what really well put together game that i just can't help myself but want to get the another expansion to that game (laughs) my final one on my list that i'm going to talk about and i think this is going to be a big one and i it's only there at demo at gen con 
Um, and it's not a true board game. It's Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught, which is slotted for a 2023 release. It's a two-player tactical skirmish game that has designer Alex Davy as well as a couple of other people, but Alex Davy is a guy I remember from back in the old Warhammer scene, and people may know, and I've actually played a game of Warhammer Fantasy Battles against Alex at one point. Alex is also known, his name is on the box for Star Wars Legion, at least it was on the early printings, I'm not sure if it still is, for the, the original design at Star Wars Legion from uh, what, uh, what was Fantasy Flight Games at the time, and is now, God, I can't think of the name of the publisher, but uh, uh, he did get shifted around, but it's you know, a very popular miniatures game. So Alex has now gotten some experience under his belt with designing tabletop miniatures games and has this great miniature gaming experience and now uh, has been basically put to, or is basically now working for WizKids to make a uh, miniature uh, skirmish game that's using, basically your miniatures are a Dungeons and Dragons party, or your, like your Dungeons and Dragons group of adventuring party that represents like different factions in the Forgotten Realms, and you're going to go on these like adventures, which are your one v one player adventures or missions, where there it's a scenario and you do things and collect treasure and level up your characters and your party and that lets you get more powerful and. And occasionally there's going to be beasties and monsters that could come in. And I don't know if those are monsters that you can acquire. It seems like they're, those are monsters that are kind of like ran by the game itself versus the players themselves. They'll have their own rules and, and how they have to be defeated and how the players will interact with them. But all of this looks like it's going to be the, the basically the pre-painted miniatures that are kind of out already that uh, WizKids do, do. But I think I think this is all unique figures for this i think the the core box is going to feature the harpers and the zentarum and some monsters it looks like 21 figs or so are going to be in the main box to start with and i'm really curious to see what this game is going to look like it sounds like it's got a campaign option and you know so this it's got all of these aspects of like things that dungeons and dragons do really does really well with with some of the things that i think games like Fro yeah, from a skirmish game Frostgrave or Mordheim did really well, which is bring a 1v1 skirmish game with a campaign kind of rule set. Uh, but this sounds like it's maybe a little more narrative-driven. It, it sounds really cool. It's pre-painted miniatures, so if you're not a miniature painter, you can get into it that way. I think the board is a... Uh, uh, the, the maps are actual one-inch one inch grids, like... I wouldn't say it's like a true miniature game where you need to get out a tape measure. You're actually going to have like a little grid for moving around your figures and whatnot and some rules that'll probably, I'm sure there'll be rules for how train and things like that interact with those, with those board maps. So that is Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught, which obviously I'm a bit excited about. It's only going to be available for demo. It's releasing in 2023. It's, by WizKids, and it's going to be in booth 1719. That's 1719 available for demo. So, and I expect that one is going to have a crowd around that booth. That looks intriguing. That looks cool. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, and I, I think the best part of that is even if you're a Dungeons & Dragons player and you just want to pick up the models so that you have options for characters and monsters in a D&D game, it's a legit way to pick those up, and hey, you get a tactical miniature game on top of it. <laughs> By a design, at least one of the designers, I, I don't know much about Travis Severance or Nicholas Yu, but I know Alex Davey knows a thing or two about uh, about miniatures. He, I remember him being a tough opponent on the Warhammer Fantasy tables as well back in the day. So we're actually really excited for this one, mostly because I'm hoping the best success for it for my friend Alex. That, I think, concludes all of our games that we are super excited about for Gen Con 2022. Of course, we didn't cover all of the hundreds of games that are going to be releasing that are going to be new to the table, that are that are on the Board Game Geek list. And, of course, who knows? There's always going to be surprise releases. Don't have any idea what's going to be the exact hotness at Gen Con this year, what everybody's going to be talking about or be excited about. But hopefully some of those games have got you excited and worked up. Of course, if there are other games that you would think we missed somehow or that you're really excited about, let us know on our social media. You can just... Uh, uh, whether that's Whis- uh, whether that's Whisker Dice on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, of course. Also, be aware. We'd love you to talk, tell us, or talk to us on our Discord server. You can find links on how to join and information for all of our social media at our website, WhiskerDice.com. With that, let's call it a day, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you leave a review of this show wherever your favorite place is to find podcasts. Oh, and by the way, give us a like on our Facebook page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest while you're at it. If you haven't looked recently, make sure you catch up on the blog at wiscodice.com. Hey, Brian, what's that site? Ah, oh, darn. I forget. Uh, Justin, what's our website again? Wiscodice.com. That's right. It's wiscodice.com. And until next time, everyone, peace out.